Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, tonight, I want to talk about something that has changed my life forever. I am forever changed because of the local church. Amen. And I know that you are too. Um, and I think the thing that, that, that I've come not, you know, I don't, I don't know everything about it, but I'm getting more light on it every time that I think about it and, and, I, and I study it out. I get more revelation on why the church is so important. Uh, you know, Growing up as a young man, and I was I was raised, I don't want I wasn't raised in church like your children are raised in church. Uh, I I had a choice <laughs> if I wanted to go or not, uh, and and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that some of our kids I didn't let our kids have a choice, but I did, and it, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Uh, there wasn't much power. It was a social gathering. It was a place where the farmers would go and drink coffee uh, before service and, and, you know, gossip just as much as any old woman group that, that you could think of. Just don't throw anything at me. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, men, men will gossip. Don't, guys, don't fool yourself. Now, uh, it, 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 it was just this tradition. Can I just use that word? It was tradition. It, it was, well, why do you go here? Well, because grandma went here, or great-grandma went here. Why did I go there? Because the exact, same, the exact thing I just said, great-grandparents, grandparents. I mean, if you go into that cemetery today, you can see my last name on headstones from the early to mid-1800s, okay? So it was just, that's where the Molsons go to church. Why? Was there any power there? Did you learn anything? Well, maybe they did. I didn't. And so I had this idea of the local church. Uh, when Carrie started going out here, that's why, and you've heard me say it, that's why I would talk about, well, let's just go to the one that was closest to our house. It's big. It must be good, right? I mean, look at the size of that place. They, it's got to be going on. Well, hold on. <laughs> and we're going to see this. But just because you're going to a church, look, if you say that, that God told you to go to such and such a church, he had a reason for it. And it wasn't because he wanted you to step foot in that building for the building's sake. It's because he had a pastor ready to feed you and me what we needed to grow. And, and, and that fits right in with what we've been learning on these Wednesdays about spiritual growth and drawing near, uh, because that is the goal. I mean, every one of us, we want to grow spiritually. Uh, we want to grow in our relationship with the Father. Uh, we, we want to, to come up to his way of seeing things. Well, let's look at Colossians 3. And Jesus loves the local church. 
I mean, that's, <laughs> he loves it. And we need to see it the way he sees it. And when we see it the way he sees it, uh, I made a statement on a Sunday morning. Then church doesn't become an obligation. Uh, it doesn't become uh, a tradition. It becomes an opportunity. It becomes a celebration. It be we, because when we know why we're here, and we know the potential for what can happen every time we're here, then, it, then it's not a drudgery. Then it's not a, well, I could go do this instead. No, my answer's here, right? So let's look at this, and you're probably already there. Be nice if I was. Colossians 3 and verse 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Can I see that in the message, please? So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. So we need to set our mind on what Jesus loves, right? And Jesus loves the local church. And the church is seated with Christ in heavenly places. And you and I, we are part of that. And, you know, he loves it. So I need to love it. I need, I, I need to get this in my mind that I can't live without it. I can't do without church because that's where my answer is. That's where, and, and, and I'll, I'll, well, it doesn't matter. I've, I'm up here. I can get ahead of myself and, and backtrack, and if I don't tell you, you don't even know. But I've already ratted myself out, so yes, I'm going to get ahead of myself real quick. Real quick. You know, I used to think, that when people would talk about, well, I've been called to that church. Okay, that's nice. And, and, and the more that I see this, the more it's not so much that you were called to the church because you are, but I believe that, at least in my case, I was called to the pastors of that church because they're the ones that God set in order over See, Jesus is the shepherd, and we'll see that from Scripture. Then you have the pastors, they're the under-shepherd. And they're called to this fold, this flock. And if you're called to that flock, now they're your shepherd, right? So you can say, well, I've been called to that church. And yes, church is wonderful. Uh, it's great to have a home church. It's great to have that fellowship. It's great to have the brothers and the sisters and the family, and the, and the large extended family. It's wonderful. But what's vital is the pastor, okay? God didn't tell me when he told me to help your pastor, he didn't say, help the physical building grow. It's not what he told me to do. He told me to help my pastor, right? And so what we talked about uh, Sunday night here, uh, what pastor ministered, that sacred trust, 
that we've all been given. I mean, you're a faith builder, right? You are, that, that's what you are. That's what you do. And you help in any way that you can and what you've been called to in the different areas. But when you're doing it, you're helping to build faith. You know, it, <laughs> it builds faith when you are ushering in the spirit of faith, when you're greeting in the spirit of faith, when you're running the camera, because you know why you're doing what you're doing, because you're a faith builder, right? But that all started when you showed up in the, through the door and you had a pastor, pastors, with a vision, a heavenly vision that was given to them to help you and to help me. See, I was a, uh, to use a Zig Ziglar term, I was a wandering generality before I showed up at this church. There was no uh, specificness to my life whatsoever. Now, yes, uh, I was married, and I had children, and I could, I could lie to you and tell you that I was doing the best that I could to lead my family. That's a lie. I was doing what I wanted to do to lead the, 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 the best life of comfort that I could lead. Uh, again, she wanted to keep coming here. I wanted what was comfortable two minutes up the road. Now, I know nobody else in here would ever admit to doing such a thing, and that's okay. I understand that. But from your nervous laughter, I know that that thought has crossed your mind. And look, that's okay. I, I, I get it. The, the, the flesh can scream. But she knew where our answer was. She knew. And side journey here about FBIMA. Again, another thing uh, that was given to our pastors, I believe, from the Holy Spirit to implement in the church. She starts going to FBIMA and I see things. I physically see a boldness, an empowerment, uh, a confidence that never existed. Uh, I believe you started in what, 2006, 2005? We were married in 2000. Uh, we, we started dating in, in 99. And then we were married in 2000. So I hadn't seen that. I mean, it had been six, seven years. And I saw something in her that I had never seen before. Now, I would like to say that that piqued my interest and that was it. You know, I was on my knees. No, but I, I couldn't deny that she was learning something here that was changing her life. She was, she was, there was something different. You could just see it. Well, where did she learn that? Hooking up to the vision of the local church. Uh, so, then later, and we'll fast forward through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and uh, <laughs> pastor, we're walking out, I think it was a Sunday morning, and we're kind of walking out together, and he says, you ever thought about school? Well, I can't lie at this point. I didn't say anything, because I had never thought about school. And he said, well, I'll, I'll send you to school, I'll scholarship you. Well, what do you do, you tell your pastor no? <laughs> no, I'm going to turn down free school. No. I said, okay. Well, 
it was again that, that hooking up, right? It, the local church is here for anybody that wants it. Your opportunities and your answers are here for anybody that wants to just take it and get it. And, and like Pastor talked about Sunday, let's get faith. Let's get that. Let's, let's, let's get that at, at the maximum, optimal, <laughs> turn it up to 11, let's get it, right? Let's get in there and let's get everything God has to show us about faith. And here's the thing, we'll never get to the point where we say, that's, that's enough, right? That's why you're a faith builder for life. If, if God called you here, then you need to be here. And I know that's really elementary, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but guess what? You're here. You want something. You're pulling on something. Those of you watching online, you want something. You're hungry. You want to be a faith builder and all that that entails. Amen? And because I saw how her life changed, and, I, and, and just for a second, it was like, you know what? You're missing out on something. You're missing something. And the more I would sit in the back, and the more I would listen to the pastor, he wasn't my pastor yet, and this wasn't my church yet. He was the pastor of the church that my wife attended. Because in, in it, hadn't, it hadn't flipped in me yet. But once that became my pastor and my church, everything changed. Everything changed. Because now I could receive on a level that I never could receive from before. But it had to take a change in me. I had to see, okay, this is real. And, and, and here's, the, here's the number one thing I had to see in me because I was so blinded by my own arrogance and pride. I had to understand that I had a problem. I had to understand that I didn't have all the answers. I had to come to the end of myself and realize, look, you're not here for no reason, dummy. I mean, that's how I had to talk to myself because I'm, I'm, I'm coming as, a, as an obligation, right? So I'm getting nothing out of it, nothing. But then once I realized, okay, your answer's standing right there. Your answer is standing behind that pulpit preaching his lungs out at times. I mean, just sweat flying, doing everything he, not him so much, but God doing everything he can to try to get my attention. And one night, it finally clicked. Well, now this is my church, and that's my pastor, and that's, and, or my pastors, right? You got Pastor Steele and Pastor Michelle. Those are my pastors. That's my answer. Okay, so if that's my answer, I'm going to be here, right? And, and, and so God didn't join me to the building. And, and he didn't join me to fellowship. And he didn't join me to sit in the, in the side sanctuary at, the old, at my old church and drink coffee with the farmers. <laughs> he joined me here to my pastor so my life could change. Amen? And I know that's what he did for you too. Now let's look at something here. Look at Matthew 9. Because that's, you know, no matter what shape any of us 
showed up in, we all needed a change. We, we were all looking for something that we hadn't found yet, you know, it, it, all on, on, on some different level. Matthew chapter 9, and let's look at verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd, as were some of us. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And what we see here is look at these folks and think of yourself. You know, I, I, I put myself in this. When you had no pastor, you were scattered. You'd faint. Oh, man, I'd quit at the drop of a hat because I, ha- I didn't know what it was like to finish anything. I'd never, and I say never, I, had great, I have great parents, and they were good examples, and, and they, they taught me the best that they could. They did. They, they, they did an outstanding job. But I never had somebody get in my face in, in, a, in a loving way and say, you can do better. You know, God expects you to, to, to come up to his level, right? Uh, or faint or grow weak or just, oh, I can't. I was famous. I can't do that. Well, why? Well, I don't have to give you a reason. I, I, I just can't. My thinking was so messed up. I had never, I, I didn't know. I mean, how many of you, it, it, it blew you away when you learned and your pastor showed you from the scriptures that you were in right standing with the Father? That, 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 that God wasn't mad at you? Uh, he loved you as much as he loved Jesus. Uh, when, when, when pastor showed us that from John 17, that the Father loves me and you as much as he loves Jesus, are you, are you kidding me? Th- that changed my life forever. When, when pastor would show us, okay, you are in right standing. It has nothing to do with your past you're new. You're a new creature. What? What are you talking about? No, come on. No, and he would take you to the Word. Or Pastor Michelle took me to the Word in a, in, a, uh, in a home Bible study and showed me that, yes, you might think you're a good person, but Adam screwed this all up for you. You didn't have a choice. You were born into this mess. And it, it look, look. I know many of you probably got that in Sunday school and you grabbed a hold of it and uh, thank you, you're honest, you're shaking your head no. But, but some of you did. Some of you knew that. I, I didn't have a clue. That's why I thought, ah, good person. I don't need this. Well, yes, I did. I needed it more than I knew, right? The person who has a pastor begins to gather the things of God. They gather their children they gather their health. They gather their finances. Things get better. Things get better when you have a pastor. Things get better when you have a local assembly to come to. Things get better when you've got brothers and sisters to edify you. Things get better. 
They, it, it's amazing. It, I didn't say you won't face a challenge. I didn't say it was a challenge-free life, but it gets better, right? Look at Jeremiah 23, please. And let's look at verse 3 and 4. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord." Well, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. That sounds like the local church is the place to be. Uh, from the, one, the first scriptures that we read, that's where the action is. But Jesus says, you look at that. The fold here is the local church. Fruitful, you want to be fruitful, right? You want to increase, right? That belongs to a person who has a pastor. I mean, that's from the word. Verse 4, I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking. Thank you. I walked into this building, and, I, and again, this isn't my testimony service or whatever, but it, it fits this so well. I was lacking everything but you wouldn't have known it because I was so prideful. You would have thought that my life was perfect. Until you talk to my wife, and then she's like, now, let me, let me tell you. Because I wasn't about to lay down my pride and think that I needed a man or a woman or any human being to tell me what I needed to do with my life. Hmm. Pride, pride, pride. I'm surprised anybody even wanted to talk to me. But I made real sure that you didn't get a chance. See, see how prideful I was? I didn't want to talk to anybody, so I'd sit in the back and clutch my daughter, thinking, well, he, leave him alone. Well, Steve Pitnick wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> Which is a good thing. That's, he was breaking down that wall little by little every time. But I was lacking everything. I was lacking just the physical things, but I was lacking peace. I was lacking uh, a decent, I, it wasn't even good. It was, I was lacking a decent relationship with my wife. Uh, you know, and thank God, and, and, and I know we fast forward in, 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 the, in the marriage that we have now, but my family wasn't good. It was bad. It was bad. I was doing my thing, and she was wanting me to be involved, but I didn't want to be involved. I mean, let's just be honest. Now, he will be fed. You see that? Feed them. Feed them. I had no spiritual food in my life. None. I was malnourished. I was... I was sick. I was spiritually sick, and I didn't even know it. I was on my way to hell and didn't even know it. 
honestly, and maybe didn't even care. <laughs> it's a sad place to be. And they shall fear no more. I was scared to death. I was scared. I was scared to let down my guard. I was scared that people were going to see through me. See, I was the biggest hypocrite you ever met in your life before I knew Christ. I'd lie to you. I'd tell you what you want to hear just to get you off my back. I'd scheme you. And look, I'd I, I drink. I'd do every drug under the sun. I, look, I... I'm not, the last place I ever thought I'd be was up here <laughs> teaching you and me <laughs> how, to, how to connect to the local church because I wanted to run from this place and not just this place but the church in general because I didn't think there was anything for it to offer. I thought it was just another thing to do to fill time. No, 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 no. I was so wrong. Now, what we see here is we see that people are going to be fed and they're not going to fear and they're not going to be dismayed and they're not going to lack because they hooked up to a shepherd in the local church. Now, Matthew says we won't be scattered or faint. Now, when I think of that and it said that that Jesus saw, and they saw them, and they were scattered. I always looked at it as he saw them all over the place, and they were, they were spread out. But that word scattered, if we study it out, it means to be chased by a predator. Now, if you think about sheep, and you think about a wolf that maybe gets through the fence, and the sheep are going to be running, and they're getting chased by a predator. If I'm hooked up, and you're hooked up. The enemy can't chase us when we have a pastor. I'm not saying that he won't attempt to, but when you're hooked up to that pastor, number one, that pastor, he'll rock a wolf in a minute. Seen it? Because he's thinking of the sheep, right? And the pastor arms the sheep. You know, in the natural, the shepherd, he can't do it. He can't give that sheep any bullets <laughs> to keep the wolf at bay. But in the, in the spirit and in the church, the pastor, he, every, and that's why it's so important. You have the opportunity every time the doors are open to be here because you're getting your ammunition to face every day. Right? And that's part of being hooked up. 1 Peter 5. And I wanted to, I'll, I'll look at this from uh, the Passion. First Peter 5 and verse 8. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly 
like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Now hear, hear this, hear verse 9. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that you're believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. And when I read this, I immediately went back to Sunday night and thought, sacred trust. Faith. Faith. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. There is nothing, nothing that can overcome a faith builder. Nothing. Because you take that stand. You take that stand. You take what you've been taught. You take what's on the inside of you. And it comes out of your mouth. And it's got that force of faith behind it. He's running. He's messing. When the enemy starts messing with us, he's messing with the wrong person. Because you and I, we've been taught, you don't have to take it. You do not have to tolerate it. And you've got the answer. You take your stand, and you take the word, and you jam it down his throat, and he runs. Because, it, look, he, he'll, get the, he'll get the idea in the picture real quick. If I keep messing with them faith builders, I'm going to come out of there hurting every time. You know, look, and that's what I love. You know, our pastors, they teach us so well, you don't have to tolerate anything. You don't have to tolerate sickness. You don't have to tolerate lack. You don't have to tolerate uh, attacks of the enemy of any kind. You are not subject to that. He's subject to you. Look, look before, I mean, how many of you would, would, would be so honest to say uh, before you hooked up to the vision of this house that you were, you were sorely lacking in your knowledge on authority? And the authority that you've been given. And it's so clear from the word. You were given it. When you got born again, you and I were given all the authority we'll ever need. But we weren't acting on it. I mean, just ignorant of, of your covenant. Right? But then pastor showed you from the word. You're like, oh, wow. I can do this. I can make it through this. No matter, I mean, and, and you all know the situation that, we, that, that we've gone through, but when armed with the word and my pastor and my church family, we could, it never crossed, it wanted to cross my mind that we weren't going to make it, but I never, I, ne I knew enough at that point, I can't let that thought stand. I can't let it stand. So I've got to grab a hold of this. I've got to renew my mind to this, and I've got to take the word that I've been taught and preach to my situation, and it'll change. And it did. Glory to God. And, and, and glory to God that he would think so much of us. And I've used this uh, uh, scripture numerous times in double honor, but let's go over there. Because, again, and, and I don't care. And I know none of, you, none of you think this, but I used to get real uh, paranoid that people would think that, well, he's just, you know, he sure is talking up pastor. Blah. That's not it. I'm talking up the office. 
I'm talking about what God is doing and, what, and, 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 and the order of things that he has going on. And when we hook up, oh, my goodness, we're unstoppable. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And, and this is how I like to see this. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He thought so much of us, he gave us a pastor. He gave us, he gave us Pastor Steele and he gave us Pastor Michelle. Because he thought so much of you and me. And he knew, he knew that you were going to come in with, with your flaws and, and, your, and your vices and your habits and your addictions, and he thought enough of us to give us a pastor to help us rid ourselves of that. A, and and, and an, a pastor that functions in the spirit and the anointing and the anointing of Christ, and what's that anointing for? It's for us. And what's it do? The bondages and the yokes and the chains, they're gone. They're gone. Because we have a pastor, thank God, was obedient and is obedient to the word and to the spirit. Because, you know, I know, I know we hear it and we laugh and we joke, but it takes, it, and hear me, DeSoto is great, but he's out of his own mouth right where he didn't want to be, right? That's the message he, he preached. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been easy? I'm guessing, maybe, probably not. But would, it, it was an option. I'm not going back there. Right? I mean, that's always an option. But, but not to the pastor. Make yourself available to pastor this church. Okay, that, thank God that meant something to them. Thank God that meant, okay, I'm going to help this family go through this. And that means I'm laying down my life to help them with this. And I'm going to break the word down that even Jim can understand it. And, right? I mean, just, and I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to put this in place. And so the kids and its children's ministry and its youth and its nursery Thank God for pastors that would listen. And then that's why it's so when we're, we're called to something so much bigger than we realize. And, and, you know, God's helping us and we're kept by his power, but it's because we're in, we're in this position to receive. We're in this position to receive everything, you know, when, when there's directives given to our pastors, that's not just for them to carry out. That's for us to carry out. And I know that you know this, but I want to build your faith. You can do it. That's why when I talk about no sideline Christians here, you can't be. God has... God called you here and called me here to be involved and to help spread this message of faith wherever and whenever, right? Whoever will listen. You're a faith builder. There's something for us to do. Now, 
I want to wrap this up. Well, maybe. <laughs> There's a couple different ways I want to go here. I, you know, let's, let's go to 1 Thessalonians, and if we, if we get a chance, we'll look at something else, but I think this is important. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 3. And this, this really helped me uh, to understand, you know, it's because when we say, you know, when the doors are open, you really ought to, you really ought to get here. And it's, it's not so that we can say we had uh, X amount of, of, of people in the seats. That's not it. It's, it's, and we'll see this from Scripture, the pastor can tell what you need when he sees your face, right? And again, I understand those of you that are joining online tonight, you don't have a choice. <laughs> Many of you in the <laughs> great north <laughs> in snow of Arkansas, which, anyway, that's an anomaly. It's going away. But those of you with a choice, and you made that choice tonight, And, and in the role of the, that I'm teaching in tonight, I can, you can sense, you can tell when somebody's pulling or what they need. Uh, and even in, out, of a, out of a teaching atmosphere, when, when you walk through the door and the pastor can see your face and can tell, and this is why when, when the pastor comes, hey, how are you? What's going on? They're not just asking to ask. They're asking because there's a pull there. There's, I want to help you. Will you open up to me so that I can help you? I can't do that necessarily over the phone. I surely can't do that through a text. I can tell you everything's great through a text and you'll believe me. Right? <laughs> How you doing? Great. All caps, exclamation point. Great and be suffering, right? But I can't, and I've done it. I've tried to walk through that door and go, how's it going? And I don't know, I'm great. No, you're not. Come here, let's talk. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, that's how it works. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now, he had to be there in their presence and see their face to know exactly what they needed to perfect their faith. Pastors long to see our faces. And it's not so they can feel good about, well, I had X amount in the seat. It's because you and I, we're their sheep. They want to know how we're doing. They want to help us grow. They want to see you. They want to see you, okay? And I know, and this builds my faith, that when I'm here, my pastor is hearing from God directly from me. <laughs> I mean, that, that just, that builds my faith that makes me so grateful and so thankful that I, I don't know how many times, countless times, that I've come in with a question or an issue and I didn't, I didn't counsel with him. I didn't, I, I didn't, maybe didn't even talk to him that much. We just passed by in the hallway. 
and I got my answer over the pulpit. <laughs> that wasn't coincidence. That was because he saw my face, he heard in the, and he heard in his spirit, and he didn't even know who he was talking to. Or how many times, I mean, my pastor can't lay his hands on me if I'm at home. I mean, think of the impartations that we've received because he saw your face and he laid hands on you and the things that you received and, and, and the things and the anointing that, that whatever you were going through, that anointing, it broke it because he saw your face. So do you see why now church attendance, it's a big deal. And, and it's... It, it, <laughs> It's not a bondage. Church attendance, now, church attendance gets rid of the bondage, right? It, it, but when it's a tradition, when it's an obligation, when it's a drudgery, I'm not seeing it the way Jesus sees it, okay? When Jesus saw the faces of the hungry in Mark 6, 34, he was moved with compassion. I believe when our pastor sees our hungry faces, and we need something. He's moved, the spirit is moved with compassion to move through our pastor for exactly what we need. And that can only happen in the local church. I'm so grateful for the local church. Christian TV has its place, but they can't see my face and tell me what I need. They're not my pastor. I need a pastor that can see my face and be stirred in the spirit to follow the direction for what I need and follow the direction for what you need. The Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is flowing and moving through our pastors, it's for our benefit. It's going in the direction that we need for our life, right? So you might as well just get in the flow and go with it because it's for you. It's not, it, it's not for for. Yeah, and it's wonderful up here in the, in the worship and, and the, the Holy Spirit. I mean, you get down in here and you feel like there's water running up to your knee. It's thick, and it's wonderful, and it's great, and I love it. But it's not for me. It's not for pastor. It's for the body. Now, if, I get a, if he comes up there and lays hands on me, wow, great. But if, if not, I get so much fulfillment, I really do, standing over there in that corner, playing the guitar, and watching the Holy Spirit work on you. And watching chains fall off of you. It's beautiful. Because I love watching pastor lay hands on people. And, they, and, and you can tell, they've got like 40-pound weights on each shoulder, and they're walking up there, and bam, the Holy Spirit hits them, or they might go out, they might not. But when they go back to their seat, you can physically see they're lighter. That can't happen unless they're in the local church. Amen? Praise God. That can't happen on Christian TV. And Christian TV is great, and, and, I, and I watch it. And there's certain things I learn in, in, in Revelation. But that's never happened, <laughs> Right? We go to the place where the pastor is anointed to see our face. And he has that anointing to impart from the office he stands in. 
The main anointing of our pastor is to keep our life from being scattered and feeding our faith. And I believe for me and for you, because you're faith builders, this is the best place you can be to keep from being scattered and the best place to be for your faith to be fed on a consistent basis and for you to be able to do everything God wants you to do. You've got the opportunity. Amen? Well, I want to thank you for your time and your attention tonight. Uh, it's been a blessing to be before you. I believe that you have received from the Lord.